So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have a stellar guest in the wings waiting to come on camera. And we are going to bring him on very, very soon. I cannot wait to share this gentleman with you because this show is about the guest experts. It is not about yours truly at all. I just get the fortunate blessing of extracting the knowledge, the experience, the value, the systems, everything from these amazing individuals to help you to further your business faster with less effort. That's what the Mind Body Business Show is all about. It is a show for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs. And that is my whole mission for this show is to help you. And so when you're listening to Mr. Ken Cook, when he comes on, be sure to take very good notes and then put them into action because I'm telling you, this is one extremely successful individual and that's who you wanna model. You wanna model those who have achieved success and instead of uh, you know maybe doing it on your own, trying to reinvent the wheel, very difficult to do that. Mind Body Business Show, it's about the three pillars of success. I studied only successful people for about a decade. And what I began realizing were three things kept floating to the top. They, they were in common with all of these successful, amazing people. And you might be able to guess what those three are. They are the name of this very show. Mind is representative of mindset. So to a person, each and every successful individual that I had studied, had a rock solid, positive, and yet even more importantly, flexible mindset. And then body. Literally, it's about taking care of one's own body. I was shocked to find out over the years of studying how few, as an example, actually drank any alcohol at all. And it's, it's okay, not, not passing judgment on anyone, but that's what I found. And I was like, wow, this is very interesting. And um, it's about taking care of your body as far as exercise and nutrition. And that's what successful people do. They take care of themselves so they can operate at a peak level of performance. And business. Business is a multifaceted arena. And that involves the fact that all of these successful people had mastered the skill sets that are necessary to grow a thriving, successful business and to continue to grow it. And there are so many skill sets that are involved. There are things like sales, marketing, systems, team building, leadership. I could go on and on. In fact, we have an absolute expert. Yes, Mr. Ken Cook. In one of those that I mentioned, I'm sure several. I know for a fact one, for sure. And I cannot wait to pick his beautiful brain for you. And here's the thing, to master any one skill set or anything in life, let's face it, it takes a good deal of time to truly master something. The good news is none of us, including you, need to master every single one of even those skill sets that I just mentioned. If you just master one, just one, 
then the rest can and will fall into place. And it is actually one of those skill sets I mentioned verbally just a moment ago. If you want to know what that is, go ahead and raise your hand. Put it in the comments. Okay, I won't wait for you. That one skill set is leadership. When you are at the point where you have mastered the skill set of leadership, now you have the ability, the skills to orchestrate, to delegate to those who have mastered the skill sets you have yet to master and have them fill in the blanks. And that means bring on a team. And that's it, leadership. Uh, and yes, it's good to have skills in the other areas. You just don't need to have absolutely mastered every single one of them. Hope that makes sense. We're going to get busy with this show here. And another great, great um, attribute of the most successful people I've run into and present guest included in this is that they are very avid readers of books. And with that, I like to segue into a little segment that I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Yes, there you see it. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. And a real quick word of advice. And this is for you. Uh, I highly, highly recommend that you resist the temptation of clicking away and looking at resources because you're going to be given, I can imagine, quite a number of them tonight on this show. It happens every show. And resources include websites, book titles, things like that. Rather than going somewhere else off away from the show and searching and looking and browsing and reading, I implore you to, rather than do that, then instead take out something like, you remember those old-fashioned notebooks and with paper and pen and write those resources down and stay with us on the show. And then when the show is over, go, go ahead and visit all those resources at your leisure and take your time doing so. And the reason I say that is because, especially tonight, especially tonight, because of Mr. Ken Cook, who's coming on right after this, you do not want to miss a word this gentleman has to say. I, I am not kidding. And so if you are off and your attention was elsewhere and you happen to miss one phrase that this gentleman said, and it could be, very well could be, that one phrase, that one golden nugget that could change your life forever for better, I, I would be crushed if that happened to you. And so here's what I like to say. I say this from stage, physical stage and virtual stage, the magic happens in the room. So do your best to stay there. All right. That's it. I'm off my soapbox. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. That is a website that I had developed literally with you in mind. The reason is, is I myself was not an avid or voracious reader until about nine years ago. And then I began just absorbing everything I could and reading and reading and reading. And I began compiling a list of all of the books that had profound impact on me, whether it was in my business life, my personal life, maybe even both. And only those that had profound impact, I then added them to this list, which is called Reach Your Peak Library. So they all have a business spin on them. And some of them also, and many, really most, include personal spins as well, because let's face it, business and personal relationships are one, they're, they're very hand in hand. They go hand in hand and you cannot really have a thriving business without personal relationships. And so this is my gift to you. And it's truly a gift. All of these buttons, they go to Amazon. This is not what I call a money-making website by the slightest. 
Uh, this is just a resource for you. Just go take a look, grab the first book that jumps off the screen that you have yet to read and start reading it. No need to sift through them all. There's no rhyme or reason how these have been put in there. They're not alphabetic by author, by name, by anything. They're not by category. There are quite a few in here. So just scroll till you find one that, that really uh, appeals to you and go get it and read it and then move on with the next. That is my gift to you. I hope you enjoy that. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Write that down and visit it after the show because it's time to bring on our guest expert. So let's do that. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. It is the one, the only... Ken Cook. Yes. Welcome to the show, my man. How are you doing, buddy? I'm so good, brother. Thank you for having me on. Oh, my. This is good. I, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I'm so glad uh, we had a spot open up. I'm booked many months out to the future. We had a cancellation, and thank the Lord, Ken was able to find that spot because we uh, ran into each other again a second time recently. And I was just so excited because. You'll, you'll find out why. All of you that are watching and listening, you'll get why I'm so excited here very, very soon. Before, I know I'm a big tease, but before we get into it deep, I would like to do a little housekeeping. But also, one of the great things is with this show, if you stay on live to the end, you can win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. You can win a vacation stay compliments of TheBigInsiderSecrets.com. There they are up above Ken's left shoulder on the right side of your screen if you're watching on video. If it's podcast, then it's uh, TheBigInsiderSecrets.com is where you would go. That's my buddy Jason Nast uh, who runs that company. Amazing, amazing. He lets us do this every single week. It's, it's awesome. And then there are a couple more and then we'll get back to the man of the hour here in just a second. Now, if you're struggling with putting a live show together, and it's overwhelming and you have done a lot of, or you want a lot of the processes done for you while still enabling you to put on a high quality show. That's very important. And to connect with great people like Ken Cook and grow your business all at the same time, then head on over to carpetbombmarketing.com. Carpet Bomb Marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. Take a good look at that airplane and those bombs. You may see them again soon. And then, <laughs> little tease, one of the key components that is contained in the Carpet Bomb Marketing courses, and this is one that you'll learn how to absolutely master, is the very service we use to stream our live shows right here, right now, on the My Body Business Show. Now, I spent over nine years, and I've tried many different of these TV studio solutions for live streaming. And I have to tell you, I'm a tech guy too. Uh, StreamYard is the best of the best. It combines supreme ease of use along with unmatched functionality. So you can start streaming high quality, professional looking live shows for free with StreamYard right now. So write this down. The website is ryp.im forward slash stream live. ryp.im forward slash stream live and go get that after the show is over and start streaming high quality professional shows of your own. And now back to the man of the hour. And now it's time to give him the introduction he deserves because I respect this guy. He's accomplished a lot and I can't wait to dig in. 
So professional services businesses, they hire Ken Cook and his firm to unearth money hiding right in front of them. Mm, I like it already because most are throwing money out the window. They're looking for clients in all the wrong places and they're struggling with roller coaster revenues. How many of you can relate to this? I'm raising my hand. So they help them create systems to make more sales more consistently and more predictably. How many of you would like that? Uh, I'm raising my hand again. Bottom line with their systems, businesses can double, triple, or even quadruple their revenue. Get this guaranteed. Woo, baby. Bang. I love that intro and bio Ken Cook. <sighs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> and it's been a great day. It's been a great day. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. You know, isn't it true? Being an entrepreneur, it, it seems like it's a great day every day, even when sometimes we are we are hit with setbacks. Yeah. Because I mean, you're not sure, you know, you can solve it and get over it and learn from it and then go on to the next challenge. Yeah. Even when they're hard days, they're great days. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love going to bed so tired, exhausted from the day because I know I gave it my all. Whether it turned out at the end of the day to be a win, I just knew tomorrow it's going to be a win or it's going to come soon just because we keep at it. Uh, it's just the way we're wired, right? Absolutely. Um, one of the things I love to, to really kick off each show with, uh, Ken, is not so much, you know, the you know, you have a lot of great experience, great prowess. You've done a lot of great things in business. Uh, um, I know you have a partner that you work with in your business. But what I like to do is kind of peel back the onion, so to speak, and dig deep and find out what is going on in that one area of you that is that has caused your level of success. And that area being that area between your two ears, your brain, that big, beautiful brain of yours. What I want to find out from you, Ken, is as an entrepreneur, we just said there are times you have setbacks quite a few now what is it that you do like say when you get up in the morning and you're like well that wasn't solved last night i gotta hit it right right in the morning what is going on in your mind that keeps you driving that keeps you positive that keeps you winning day in and day out and week in and week out you know i've talked with a lot of people about this and i think it's pretty different for me than a lot uh, i grew up uh, doing doing martial arts and fighting uh, competitively and wow. uh, competed uh, at a pretty high level. Uh, and and part of that was the the actions that went on with that. So so you know you're you know 17, 18 years old, you're getting up at 5 a.m and hitting the gym and, and going at it, you know or you're going to the gym three or four days a week, uh, you know twice a day. You know, that was, that was the norm. And so there's, there's a big part of it where this is, this becomes a habit. It's not that you've got to jack yourself up, you know, rah, rah yourself into, into moving. It's that, that habit of motion and that habit of motion gets hard to stop. Uh, and, and, you know, people who know me will attest, it's harder to get me to stop and take a break than it is to, to get me up and going. And so I think a lot of it is, you, for me, you just you just keep going, you know. Yeah, I had to sleep, but that doesn't interrupt the fact that I've got to keep going tomorrow, and I may get up in the middle of the night and, and work on something or whatever because we've got we've got stuff to accomplish, man. 
That's so funny. I so I uh, I so relate to that. It's hard for me, hard to get for people to get me to take a break. I, that is like so true. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and you know what? I always think it isn't it unfortunate, Ken, that we actually do need to sleep. <laughs> you know, I mean, in many ways. Well, in yeah. Many ways. Oftentimes, I would even say the same about eating. I was like, I don't want to take the time to eat. Just inject me with some nutrition so I can keep going, put a tube in me, whatever it takes. Cause this is time wasting my brother. We got to get moving. It's like, I can't wait to jump and run into my studio here in my office and get going every single day. And then I, I absolutely cannot stand hitting the off switch. I don't like that, but there are times, uh, you know, I do have family and time to help with dinner and all that good stuff. It's like, I love my family and it's a good switch for me. It's just still, that feeling's going through me. It's like, ah, I don't want to stop yet, but I, I better. So you got to get established good habits uh, to keep your family life going, if you know what I mean. Um, yes, sir. Totally, totally relate to that. And that I love that. Um, you know, I've never had anyone else explain it the way you just did, habit, right? So in the beginning then, if you can remember that far back, was it? did you find it difficult to establish that habit in the beginning? You know, when I started my business, here's what happened. I, I was working for a super big marketing agency and they dissolved my department. Okay. Long story short, uh, the next company I was going to go to, the owner was a total putz, uh, cheating on his wife, etc. And I decided I wasn't going to work for the guy. Okay. So I called this guy who had been a client for a number of years and I said, Jim, uh, he ran a wine tour company on Long Island. And I said, Jim, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I'll let you know when I've got it figured out. And he said, Ken, I know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to go start your own business. Where do I send the check? Ooh. And that's how the business started uh, just about 10 years ago. And, and I'll be honest, in the early days, it was it was fear that kept me motivated. Wow. Because, because I had no idea what I was doing. I was doing a lot. I don't know that I was doing anything right, but I was doing a lot. And it was, it was just, look, we got to eat. Let's be afraid. And that's honestly what it was, is it wasn't a, uh, a great Tony Robbins speech or it wasn't, it wasn't success motivating me. It was fear of, of failure. It was fear of not making it. It was, it was fear. You know, I've heard that uh, quite often and that's not a bad thing. It's just that a lot of people came from a point where either they make it or they don't eat. And that's the fear. That's where the fear comes and it becomes quite a motivational uh, factor in getting people over the hump. And, you know, uh, I personally have, I've been blessed. I've never been in that situation. And I look and listen to people like you. And sometimes I wish I had, isn't that weird? You know, I, I, I still have a little bit of fear. And some of that fear is if, if we don't produce, we've got five, six families that we take care of. Yeah. And if we don't produce, David and I don't produce at the end of the day, those families don't eat. And, and I'll be honest, that that bit of fear is, is a great motivator. So if I'm ever feeling lazy, that thought rolls around in my head a little bit and and we're off to the races, man, because I'm not going to be that guy. That's what I love about interviewing people like you, Ken. I mean, that just spoke volumes of you, your character, your integrity right there. You care about those who are working with you. And and you you look at it as a responsibility to keep them afloat, to help them to stay getting uh, their check 
every week or every two weeks or whatever it is that you guys yep. pay them. That is, that's commendable, my brother. And I appreciate that you did that. In fact, you know what that is? I call that a bomb dropping moment right there. Yes. Smart bombs, bombs of wisdom. It's all there. Ken Cook, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is phenomenal. We've got a young man coming on, Scott Schwartz. He says, hey, Brian, hey, Ken, good to see you both. We know who that gentleman is. How are you doing, Scott? Great to see you, buddy. Yeah, and if you guys are uh, all watching uh, live, if you're watching live, feel free to comment, ask questions. We'll, we'll address them as we are able to. This is the guy you want to ask questions of, and I'm going to be asking him quite a few, but I'll be monitoring, and we'll see uh, who asks the good questions. We'll pull you up and give you a shout-out. How's that sound? That sounds pretty good to me. So, yes, uh, you have achieved great success. Uh you're a relatively young man. You're a very large young man. Uh, what are you, 6'5 or so? 6'5, right. yeah. And uh, like 200, 240, dripping wet? You know, <laughs> you know, I've, I've put on a little COVID weight, so I prefer not to answer that right now. Uh, hey, so did I, brother. I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> reviewing mine either. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But um, the thing of this is, look, you got a great brand. You're you're always in the cowboy hat. Every time I see you, no matter where it is, it's on Zoom. And that's a that's a, a lesson in its own right, where if you have something that you're I it's become your company's identity, maybe yours too, but it's to be consistent with that. And that's one thing you are. You are very, very consistent. And I'm imagining that that is why you're so successful. You're not just consistent with your brand, but you're consistent in how you treat your clients and how you pull for them and how you get them results. Am I close to the mark at all? Yeah, look, look there's, a, there's a problem in the marketing industry, brother. A big problem in the marketing industry, okay? And that is that marketing has become a commodity, mm. okay? Here's what I mean. There are call centers all over this country who are dialing for dollars every single day, slinging Google AdWords, Facebook ads, Pinterest ad, LinkedIn ads, right? You name it, they're slinging it. Okay. And the problem is what it's done is it didn't have the effect that yellow pages had, where if you were in the book, likelihood was you were going to get some business. Rather, what it's done is it started to suck the life out of business. Mm. And, and I'll be honest, that bugs me. When we, when we see high business failure rates, I, I maintain if you're putting money into marketing programs that are not paying the company back, that's how a company bleeds to death, right? And and your your money's job is to go out and find more money for you instead of to go out there and just burn. But I'll be honest, so many companies, I mean, so many companies, big, small, you name it, what they're doing is they're just lighting their money on fire when it comes to marketing. And it's enabled and in many ways caused by the culture of marketing agencies who sell what I'll, and I'll say irresponsibly because they expect that the entrepreneur, the plumber, uh, the, the auto mechanic, what have you, he's got the strategic plan in place and can quickly answer, is this a good fit for my business or not? This, the simple reality is I've been doing this for a long time, my, basically my entire adult life. And it takes me sometimes hours, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes just a ton of trial and error to know, well, what's the correct path? 
And so a guy who's slinging AdWords on the phone for 10 minutes and you're pulling out your credit card, he has no idea. The reality is you are the commodity and, and that's what's what's being sold. And it cheapens marketing in general mm. and it harms actual business owners. And, and David Baird, my business partner and I, we are, we're mad at this, if you can't tell. And, and we really want to change the entire culture of how businesses buy and how those who are tactical specialists gain. You know what's coming. It's worthy of it. That is a bomb dropping moment yet again. Whew. Knowledge bombs, smart bomb, bombs of wisdom happening right here. My gosh. Uh, I was just watching a great video from a gentleman. He was on Facebook explaining kind of down this path where his uh, thing was telling people, don't just jump in and start paying for ads. Do first go organic. And he literally said just what you said. It takes a lot of hard work. It can take time. But what you need to do, what he meant by organic was go determine if you have the right product for the marketplace yeah. and uh, make sure that there is a fit. So many people will throw their money down the drain, like you're saying, before they've even tested or validated what they have with anyone. It's like, oh, it's a great idea. I have a great shiny object. I love it. I think it's awesome. So everyone will love it. Build it and they will come. Mm -mm, doesn't work that way. And like you said, they throw money out the door. I've done it. You know, I, I'll bet everybody, uh, any entrepreneur on the planet has made this mistake. I spent tens of thousands of dollars on ad agencies without proving the marketplace wanted it to begin with. And it fell flat on its face for seven years, brother. And uh, finally realized, my gosh, I got to actually pick up the phone. I got to talk to one on one. I did not ever want to do that because I'm an automation freak. I love to automate and send out blast emails. Uh, and then finally, through this thick cranium, <laughs> I realized what you just said. You know, it's basically understanding and realizing and taking the time, putting in the effort to determine who your target market really is, if there even even is one to begin with. That's the key. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and there's you know there's a big piece in this. We're selling to people. Right? As an entrepreneur, you're selling to people. And and if you don't know what motivates that person, and if you can't answer the question, how is that person willing to spend money? No matter what you do, you're guessing. No matter what you do, you're guessing. And and the thing is, people get right guessing. Right, but then they get false confidence from guessing, and then they go bankrupt from guessing. Right? If you walk into uh, any Fortune level organization in the country, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, their marketing department is doing nothing but statistical analysis, by and large. Going so far as you have a number of organizations like this that do not even do their own creative anymore; they outsource that. Because they realize that that statistical analysis and understanding what's the worst that we could do, what's the best that we could do, is this worth the risk? The risk analysis piece. That is where they're making money and why they're so successful year in and year out. And, and honestly, I think as entrepreneurs, we sometimes say, I don't need to do that. I'm just going to go. And that's okay sometimes. Yeah. But as you start to scale, you start to take on more and more risk. Maybe unwittingly, maybe ignorantly. I know I've done that. But 
if you don't if you don't scale back your risk as you scale up your investment, you're gonna go broke real quick because one wrong move and, and you're done. And that's the challenge here. It's so true. Yeah, people have gotten away. I think the bottom line, it often comes down to they've gotten away from personal engagement. Uh, and and I, I understand that and get it. And I'm sure you do, too, that, you know, we're looking for it to be efficient, not necessarily uh, high quality. And I love that you just you know talked about, well, sometimes you guess and get it right. That's a bad sign because now they're going to think they've got it. They got the, the right strategy to go forward with. And they will continue for months or even years thinking that that was the golden ticket and realize later, like I did, that it doesn't work that way. Not long term anyway. Maybe one or two uh, kills here or there, but that's it. Yeah. So I love that. Um, marketing. So you and your partner are incredibly good. You and David Bear are very good at marketing. You have mastered it. Uh, this is one of the skill sets that I, I personally believe and I'll, I'll guess you will say the same, is the lifeblood of any successful business if you're doing it right. And the thing is marketing is, it's there are so many ways to market. It is such a huge, huge undertaking to try to figure out, well, what approach should I take that I can have some degree of certainty that I'm going to get success from it? And just the immensity of it by itself just makes people roll over and plop on the ground. <laughs> and so I wanted to ask you about that. Um, how are you, you know, marketing can change. Like what used to work 10 years ago may not work at all today. And 10 years from the future, what's working today may not work then. But for you guys right now, today, what is the one, um, if there's just one, maybe there's more than one and feel free to um, elaborate, what form or forms of marketing are working best for you and your company right now. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to preface this with a, disc, a minor disclaimer. <laughs> I actually am going to say something crazy that people are going to think I'm insane and then I'll make it make sense. Every form of marketing works. Every single one of them works. The question is for whom? Right? The the reason we have all these channels by and large is because because each of them works to attract a kind of customer to a kind of business. And so for us, we're doing a few things that, that are really effective. LinkedIn and engaging uh, in meaningful discussion uh, and, and building meaningful relationships through social channels is working. And it's working very well. Advertising is working decently well. The thing that's working the best, however, is strategic alliances and partnerships and mm. finding the people who have our customer before us and then referring our customer to the person who has them after us so that, that we're making money further up and down the value chain um, and, and kind of looking at how do we start to create our own small version of a vertically integrated organization uh, through partnership where the, the group of partners is making money throughout the entire process. I love that. And uh, it, oh, good. I love that because uh, I've been reminded of a, a phrase, or, you know, and I don't know if I get it exactly right, but it's more about who than the how or the what. And you just said it so eloquently. It's about strategic alliances, joint venture partnerships, and 
it's isn't that interesting because as entrepreneurs especially and I, I will speak on behalf of men <laughs> especially the men with this thing called ego believe and i know you're the same way we all been there we can do it all by ourselves we don't need any help we are all that and yeah we are all that it will just take us 10 years to do what we could get done in three if we had someone to help us which way would you rather go <laughs> And so it's all about uh, you know focusing on the result, the outcome that you wish to have more than the stroking of one's ego. And there are women involved in that too. I don't mean to leave them out, but it was kind of a not a positive light to put anyone into, but I've been there. And sometimes ego still gets in the way, but for the most part, I really don't have much of one anymore. And I found that when I finally let go of it, my gosh, that's when things started opening up. I wouldn't be talking to you and, and you know, we're going to talk beyond this. We've talked before it and I wouldn't I wouldn't pay you any mind back when I was, you know, 20 years ago. I was like, no way. I, I'm going to do all this myself. I don't need any help. I can do better than Ken Cook. Right. That's the way it would be. But now uh, now it's a, a whole different ball game, And we have a, a question coming in from Mr. Schwartz for you, Ken. He says, what do you think is the most important statistic to analyze to determine your marketing effectiveness? That's a pretty good question. It's a really good question. Uh, acquisition cost is number one in my book. You need to know exactly what it costs for you to acquire a customer. If you don't know at your acquisition cost, I don't know what, I don't know what, what no other numbers matter. There, there, in fact, there are no other m numbers that matter as much as that number. That number is is number one by by like a Usain Bolt margin. It's so <laughs> much faster than everything else that it's not even a question. Everything else lags in the dust. And so acquisition cost, acquisition cost, acquisition cost. Anybody who knows me has heard me scream this over and over and over. It's acquisition cost. So just to be clear, what is it? I'm kidding. So yeah. uh... <laughs> acquisition cost. And totally understand that, get it. Uh, for those that aren't so into the terminology and the wordsmithing of it, what does that mean in layman's terms to those yeah. who might be starting out in their entrepreneurial endeavors, just to help them out a little bit? Absolutely. So we spend a certain amount of money to get a lead. And then a certain number of our leads become qualified leads or some version of that. And a certain number of those people then we either send a proposal or we go further in the sales process, right? And that's what we might call sales qualified, right? Or proposal status or whatever your organization calls it. And then a certain number of people sign your contract. And so the question of acquisition cost is, how many dollars do I have to spend to get somebody to sign a contract? And so if exactly. you know, for example, I'll, I'll run an easy math on this. It costs you... Uh, $250 per lead. And on average, you close one out of four leads. Well, your acquisition cost is $1,000, right? And you should be doing everything that you can to drive that number down. And I'm going to give a two-second version, if, I'm okay, if you're okay with this, Brian, with me telling them how to drive that number down. Please. Absolutely. Super secret. This is, this is 10 years of knowledge wrapped into about four sentences. Ignore the person who bought and figure out how in the world you get rid of the other three. That's it. Become obsessive 
about running marketing campaigns, strategies, tactics that are designed to eliminate non-buyers. Mm. Because what you've done is you've spent time, you've spent money, and you've gotten nothing. And so if you can, by creating smaller and smaller audiences, have a, yeah. a lead to sale ratio that goes from one in four to one in three or one in two or one and one in a quarter, et cetera, you can spend less marketing dollars and get more sales. So I hope everyone understood that and got that. Ignore the person who bought and eliminate those and figure out how to eliminate the ones that don't. Concentrate on eliminating those that did not buy so that you can increase your, I was gonna do a rhyme, so you can increase your ROI, but so you can <laughs> increase or decrease, I should say, and improve your acquisition costs. So that, I was gonna drop some more bombs, but I don't know if we'll be able to have enough of you talking with all the bombs flying that we're gonna have tonight. So I'll, I'll resist the temptation for now. We will get some more, I know it. Um, because look, brother, you, you're bringing some massive value on and the, those that are watching and listening, you know, whether you're watching live, whether you're watching after the fact, whether you're listening on a podcast, I hope you're taking notes. Look, I'm running this show, and if you can see this on video, I've already got over half a page of notes, and I'm on the air, on camera, with Ken Cook right now, uh, because it's just the way to go. If you're not taking notes and you're in business, then you probably have no business being in business, in my humble opinion. Um, my gosh. So, oh, uh, one of the things I really wanted to, to touch on was the importance of reading. We're doing a massive shift of topic here. And one of the things, like I said in the show earlier, that uh, successful people do is they are very avid and voracious readers. And you shared with me a little tidbit right before the show went on that was almost unbelievable. And I, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, would you care sharing that yeah. with the public right now? Yeah, over about the past five years, I've read about 500 books. And the, mo the, the largest number of books I read in one year was 133. Came out to 11 books a month. And, and I'll tell you where this started, Brian, is I was listening to an interview with Condoleezza Rice, of all people. Wow. Not someone I normally listen to because I was, I don't know, I don't know what was going on. And she said, every time I talked to George Bush when we were in the White House, he was asking me what new book I was reading. And I thought, man, that's interesting. Why would the president keep asking his staff about what books they're reading? What a weird thing to ask them. And, and then she said, and in fact, he expected that every time he talked to us, we were reading something new. And that really got me wondering, what's going on here that, you know, the president expects this of, of the cabinet? Like, wh what's going on? So I started to dig into to this. When George Bush was president, he averaged reading eight books per month. And he had a contest with Carl Rove and Carl Rove would read 11 books a month. And we're not talking like piddly, you know, chicken soup for the soul. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but we're talking leadership and history and big ideas and concepts and biographies, etc. And so I started digging into this idea more and more. And, and I found a statistic that shook me to my core. Okay. The average entry level worker reads zero professional development books per year. 
The average CEO, and I'm going to update this from where when I first learned it, uh, now reads 65 professional development books per year. If you listen to billionaires like Warren Buffett, right, etc., and I could name a whole list of names here, many of them set aside as much as three hours per day as undisturbed reading time. And so I was sitting there thinking to myself, if this is what all these people who are successful are doing, I, I wonder if I can try that. Yeah. And so I started reading. And I think I read maybe 40 books the first year. And then I started, I, I said, I bet I could read 10 books a month. So I set a goal of 10 books a month. And then the, that next year I, I did 88. So a little Didn't hit the goal, but, but made some progress. The next year I said, I am doing 11 books a month. And I did. I actually did slightly more than that. And and it was at that point that my business that next year started to exponentially grow. And since then, that's become a, a regular habit. In fact, we just brought someone onto our team recently, and, and I hope she watches this. And I told her, reading is a mandatory requirement here. I'm going to give you a list of books that I expect that you read, and I'm going to make sure that you read them. You could ask our staff who's been with us for two or three or more years. We used to have mandatory books that they had to read or get fired. If they did not read them, we would fire them. Yeah, I took it very, very seriously, and I take it very seriously. If you are not actively getting better and you're not actively committing to learning new subjects, you are never, ever going to really get ahead. Unless you're just way smarter than the average guy, I guess. I don't know. Um, and, and so, so yeah, what I did is I would just take a subject like finance. I didn't. I majored in philosophy in college. I didn't take a business class. I never took a marketing class, right? So I said, I don't know anything about business finance. Great. I'm going to read 11 books this month, all on business finance, wow. right? I read an entire book one time on how to read P&Ls as a mid-level corporate manager. Now, you may say, why in the world would you bother to read this? Well, one, I had to read 11 books a month, so you had to pick something. <laughs> um, but two, <laughs> I tell you what, this is going to sound crazy. I learned so much from that book. And you know what? My ability to speak the language of finance to CFOs as a marketer has taken me so freaking far. Because I know what they're saying, I know what they're looking at, I know what they're asking, and I can communicate in a language they can understand. And and you have the ability to do this, it's there. Just pick up the book. Of those in that in that genre, if you had to pick out one that you would just say crop it goes up to the top of your mind instantly without even thinking about it, what would that one be? In finance? Yeah. Um, you know, that it was actually that book. It, I think the title of it was PNLs for mid-level managers. And, and I've probably read that book three times at this point. I've gone back to it several times because it is oddly fascinating. Uh, I actually, there's, there's another really good one, um, on pricing theory as it kind of relates to finance called free that I would also highly recommend. It's a little bit adjacent to finance. Um, Just one word, three. 
Free. F-R-E-E. Oh, gotcha. So here's uh, a tip that I like to give uh, the audience as these kinds of recommendations come out from people like Ken Cook is I'm an avid. I love I found out I like to read books through Audible. And that was one of the reasons I didn't read hardly anything until I turned 47 is because I didn't like reading like my eyes would get just irritated and I couldn't just do it. I would. I couldn't. I just got exhausted from it. And then I discovered Audible because of my mentor. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then and then I found the little speed button where you can speed it up. Like, oh, this is awesome. And so uh, what I do now when I have guests like you on, Kent, when I do that, uh, when you give a recommendation, I'm writing these down. And when the show's over, I'm on Audible and I'm downloading those to my library. And so I recommend that folks do the same thing at the very least, write it down. Keep a list of books separate from everything else that you want to read uh, if you don't want to go out and buy them or acquire them right away. Uh, I'm on a monthly plan with Audible, so, I, you know, I've always got credits and it's pretty awesome that way. Um, and that's that's the beautiful thing. And, and yeah. So uh, what's your what's your favorite? I'm just curious. What is your favorite form of reading? Is it physical book? open? I, I do. Oh. Man, I do the Audible thing at three to three and a half X speed. Whoa. Um, Oh yeah. I, I, well, okay. So here, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a super secret tip. Okay. I have a friend, PhD, super wicked, smart guy. He reads books or listens to books at six X speed. Oh my God. Okay. And, and so like he's, they're so fast. He actually has to adjust the modulation so that he can still hear. <laughs> uh, but this is what he said is every five to 10 minutes, tick the speed up by 0 0.05. And you can do this on audible. Yep. As you just tick the speed up and your brain will, will still understand the words, but it will start to become accustomed to that speed. Wow. Okay. The other thing is for me, when I'm going through an audible book, my intent as I'm listening is not to listen to every single word. Yeah. It's rather to say, what is the concept? And as I go through a book, and you, you could talk to some, some of the guys on our staff. You could talk to David about this. <laughs> He'll yell, but you could talk to him about it. <laughs> what is the one thing that we can implement in the business from this book and see if it makes us better? And so David would tell you that it used to be that every single day I would come in and say, hey, I've got a new idea. We should try this. Right? And, and it was just constantly like, hey, I'm reading this idea. Let's try to implement it. I'm reading this idea. Let's try to implement it. Uh, and so not just reading to read, but reading to say, what's the concept, right? right? It's kind of like building a reference library in your mind. And then what's the one thing that I could try and it might make me better? I totally get that. And that makes total sense. It's to extract the outcome, the result that you're looking for. And not all the, you know, most of the book doesn't do that of every yeah. book I've ever read. And so that makes sense. And, and everything you said about speeding up, I, I completely get that it will work because I started out at one and then I, I saw this speed thing and I went to one, two, five. I said, I can handle that. And then I immediately went to one, five. It's like, oh, a little bit too fast. I went back to one, two, five. I'm up to one, seven, five regularly now. And I have not gone up since, but now I'm going to brother. Thank you for that tip. Yeah. Because, you know, here was the first thing I was going to say, but can I don't have time to read all those books. What do you say to those people? Make a commitment. 
You you don't you know what you don't have time for, man? You don't have time to be poor. You don't there have you time go. to be unsuccessful. You don't have time to waste time learning what what you have at your fingertips. We live in an information age and we are poverty stricken when it comes to information. Mm. <laughs> think I, I really think about this. We live in the information age and yet we have never been more poverty stricken by our lack of information. I got to do it. I got to do it. And it's so true. It's so freaking true. We have so much information at our fingertips yet we don't absorb it. We don't take the time to ingest it, to test it. Like you're going back to your business partner and saying, I got a new thing to try. And yeah. Uh, and that's the thing I found myself, Ken, was I, oh my gosh, the story is on reachyourpeaklibrary.com. And it's about when the first time I ever heard a successful person tell me about the importance of reading books. And I was literally in his corner office, CEO, multimillionaire uh, in the infomercial space. And I'm sitting on his couch. We're having a meeting. I was actually signing a very large contract. It was a great day. And he was talking and I'm sitting on the couch, huge office. And he's talking to me, looking at me. He turns around and goes, if people only did this one thing. And he starts walking away from me to the other side of, of the office, to the wall behind him. And he's going back and he's heading toward this big floor to ceiling, double door cabinet. If they just did this one thing, he says, as he turns back to me again, he grabs both handles, opens them up, and it was shelf after shelf after shelf of books. He said, if they just read books, they would all become rich. And you know what I did that day, Ken? This was a long time ago. I discounted that, that advice. I didn't believe him. That was the biggest mistake I made in my young life at that point. I, I completely, I'm like, this guy who had a, I mean, he's the owner of this company. This building was three stories tall. He's crushing it. He's younger than I am. And I am not believing, you know, the ego is coming in. Oh, I can do better than that. I don't need to read books. I can get those at a library. There's no value. I mean, like, you don't have to, no skin in the game. Come on. And then fast forward to age 47. That's nine years ago for those of you doing math. And I began reading. It's like, oh my freaking goodness. This is gold. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. I was like, you know, I hear people listen to podcasts and things like that. And that's a great thing to do if you find one of those that works. I prefer, even though this is considered what people say a podcast, even as a live video, uh, I prefer audible books over listening to podcasts to, to spend my time on those. Uh, a lot more time has gone into the, the books, typically. A lot more thought, rewrites, edits, uh, changes, editing more information. Like, like if, I, if I had this show to do again, there's definitely things I would edit. Right? Yeah. Like, there's things I want to say better. There's things I want to say clearer. Right? And an editor forces you to write that down and compact it. It's not just the editing. It's the compacting. It's, look, instead of taking an hour to say this one thing, I want you to say it in, in two minutes. And then I need you to give me some clear examples and off we go. There you go. So, yeah. So for me, it's about efficiency. And like this live video, people can't speed us up. <laughs> <laughs> there's no point five. There's no point anything. It's like, oh, come on, Brian, speed it up. Let's get it to the next step already. Um, and on that note, I appreciate that advice from whoever just gave that to me. Um, <laughs> 
I wanted to uh, actually showcase your company, if that's okay with you, a little bit. Uh, you and David Bear, uh, I've gotten to meet him as well. You guys are an amazing duo. Um, and I wanted to give you the the opportunity to spotlight. I, I, I'm curious, what does it do you guys do for other people, whether it be businesses, entrepreneurs? I mean, who are your avatars? Yeah. And what kind of results are they getting as a result of you coming into their lives? So we, we primarily are a marketing strategy firm. What that means is we are going to build systems and processes around marketing so that you can effectively scale, grow an organization. Okay. Also, what we're going to do is we're going to get obsessive about removing waste, about removing things that don't work. Okay. That's ultimately, if you really boil it down, that's what we do. That takes a number of different forms. We have... Uh, something called the repaired marketing system that David and I have spent three years developing. And the prepared marketing system uh, is, is a six month consulting program where we're going to literally from how do we find your target avatar and validate that all the way through, how do we attract traffic, capture leads, nurture those leads, both in short term and long term phases. How are we going to, to uh, win business through selling? How are we going to onboard customers? How are we going to create surprise, delight, and wow, upsell them, and then programmatically drive referrals? That's that's the system in a nutshell. Uh, we also have our $20 million uh, prepared advisor accelerator, which is a $20 million guaranteed program for financial advisors. Uh, you don't pay us until you make money is, is how that program works. And so those are kind of our two main things that we do. For, for our clientele, you know, really a lot of it though, Brian, is figuring out what's the needs of the business, right? And so it could be any, you know, any kind of like professional service, service-driven organization, that's really who we're working with to figure out how do we install and create those processes. Uh, I love that. And one of the things you, you hit on was uh, it's performance-based right? Where the, your $20 million prepared device for marketing accelerator system is performance-based. And, and finally, I'm starting to uh, meet people like yourself that are doing that. And it's, it's an amazing thing that, um, and my video just froze on me, but I'll just keep going. If you can still hear me. Yep. Fantastic. That's a, it's an ugly looking mugshot too. <laughs> if people watching on there, that's, that's just crazy. But, um, so we'll do it this way. Oh, now it comes back. Yes, <laughs> that's all right. It's all good technology. I love it. So um, I love the fact that it's performance based because that's starting to become to come back. Uh, I've, it used to be long ago that uh, people wouldn't get paid until the job was done, and th and then it became um, you know the the 80s, like especially when the 80s came, 1980s. I'm talking about. Uh, it was everyone would spend a boatload of money and hope that they got the result. And that became the norm for a very long time. And then people became more and more discerning with their dollars and wanted proof, uh, you know, and wanted to know that it's going to work for them. And now performance based is coming back. And I'm so happy about it because it's a win win. If if you as a company aren't performing on their behalf, you don't deserve to get paid, in my humble opinion. It's about performance. Look, sometimes you're just not a fit and you don't realize that till a little too late. Well, then you got to refine your onboarding uh, system and filter those out that don't fit ahead of time. 
and you just keep revising. But, you know, to have this system where pay me 20 grand and then I'm going to give you nothing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work anymore today. I, I saw this. Oh, Ken, so many guys walking across stages on seminars and gals, actually, uh, where they would have this big ticket. People run to the back of the room, pay 20 grand and they get one day with the person and then it's over and they get no result whatsoever. I've saw that time and time again. Won't name names uh, because that was some time ago. That's what I appreciate about, you know, you, you're, you're a man of integrity, you and David both. Uh, and I know that anyone that comes in touch or contact with you guys, they're going to be taken care of. Uh, I've watched you uh, and, and listened to you in real time talking amongst a group of people and it just comes out. You know that you have that integrity uh and that's maybe we talk about that my oh my god it's three minutes from end of show are you kidding me man okay we're gonna go another hour ladies and gentlemen because we're both on the pacific coast so uh we no i'm just kidding we're gonna uh really uh my gosh see that's a sign that this has been a phenomenal phenomenal show i will just say that because of him because of ken not because of me um yeah <laughs> Uh, what I would like to do, so I did promise for those that stayed live that they would get a way to win a five-night stay at a five-star resort, uh, a vacation stay, and compliments of the Big Insider Secrets. And also, Ken has a gift to give you as well. So I can't wait to have him unveil that for you all. And before we close out the show, so we're going to take care of those, I always, always, always ask the guest expert of the hour, a question that is quite telling, quite powerful, sometimes personal, very profound every single time. Hmm, you do not want to miss that. Before we jump into that, though, how do we win? So real quick, remember in the beginning where I was helping uh, everyone by saying, please stick with us, take out your notepad, don't take your note, don't get distracted. Well, now I'm going to lighten the load on that a little bit and and give you the permission to take out your smartphone. Go ahead and take out your smartphone right now. Everybody's watching live and open up and fire up your text messaging app. And here is how you can enter to win. I'll put it up on the screen. I recommend you write this down fast because we need to get back to Ken and wrap this bad boy up. But here's what you do. Go to your text messaging app and where you would actually type in the name of the person you're going to text. Instead, put in this number. That number is 314-665-1767. Guest experts are allowed to enter as well. And that number again is 314-665-1767. We've had guest experts win. It's a random drawing. And where you would type the actual message, you know, where you put the emojis and that kind of thing. No emojis, just two words separated by a dash or a hyphen. And those words are peak, P-E-A-K, dash, vacation peak-vacation. Once you enter that, once you understand what's going to happen, you're going to be automatically asked your email address. Once you provide that to us, and it's got to be a valid email address, our automated system will automatically then enter you into the drawing and a random person will be picked by the end of this evening and announcements will be made. So good luck to all. I hope you get to that right away. We're going to bring back the man of the hour, Ken Cook, and you also mentioned you had a gift to give away. So if you wouldn't mind, I'll put a, a little blurb on the screen if you could describe how they can uh, get that as well. Yeah, so you can, you can go to our website, 
Um, and you can find our 38 to niche uh, course for free on there under our resources tab. Uh, you can also, uh, I believe, get it right off of the homepage, kind of towards the bottom. There should be a 30 days to niche uh, piece there. Uh, and our website is there on screen, thepreparedgroup.com, uh, thepreparedgroup.com. So toward the bottom. Yep. In one of the uh, tiny little things there on the footer should be a little thing that says prepare to niche. And if not, we'll make sure that it's there for everybody. I'll call David and have him update it. But that's normally where it sits. All righty. Was it? Uh, and then they have this uh, pre free predictable revenue checklist as well. Absolutely. So our, look, I, I'm all about systems. And one of the challenges with marketing is people ask me all the time, well, what systems? What do you mean marketing systems? So David and I put together a checklist to give you a really clear idea where you can say to yourself, yes or no, what are the systems? And so our checklist will do that for you. It'll just be a, a really clear, really fast, not going to spam you here. Uh, hey, what what systems do I have in place? What systems do I not? Absolutely love it. And oh my gosh, it's something I preach to my team all the time. Systems, systems, systems. And the Bible for that is called the E-Myth Revisited. I'm sure, well, I would guess that Ken has probably read that and I'm going to guess probably like four or five times because he's a he's a madman when it comes to reading books which is a good thing I mean that in the kindest of lights so go to the preparedgroup.com get your free predictable revenue checklist and also the 30 days to niche course um, we'll find that and post that uh, once we've located it because uh, these are great uh, value-added gifts and you should all, I, I implore you, the worst thing that could happen is you could actually get in contact directly with Ken and David and, and maybe actually do business together. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. And I, I mean that, I mean that uh, in all sincerity because when you find something as wonderful as these two gentlemen, not just because they're wonderful, also in addition to that, because they have the success to back what they're doing, and you can tell that he takes care, they both take care of the people that they work with. It's a win-win, you know, and if they don't succeed, you don't succeed. So they have skin in the game right with you. This is the guy, Ken Cook, David Bear, and get connected with them one last time. We'll put up their website, thepreparedgroup.com. Uh, if nothing else, go uh, fill out their contact form and get in touch with Ken. And on that note, before we uh, give you that last question, Ken, what is the best way for people to reach out to you and or David? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a pretty old fashioned guy. I'll give you my email. It's just Ken at thepreparedgroup.com. Uh, you can shoot me a note directly and uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to answer any questions, provide any assistance that we can, make connections for you. However we can help you, we want to help you. I love it. And so it's Ken at thepreparedgroup.com. For those of you that can't see the screen, uh, Ken at thepreparedgroup.com. Just mention you heard of this on the Mind Body Business Show. Maybe he'll give you a little extra smidgen of loving. Uh, Absolutely. I hope so. Absolutely. I know you will. You're an amazing guy. So um, we talked about that question. Mm -mm -mm. It's a good one. It's juicy. It's a doozy. Um, Here's the thing, with this question, Ken Cook, there is no such thing 
as a wrong answer. Woo, just took all the pressure off and now he's feeling it even more. And so the opposite is actually the truth. The only correct answer is yours. That's what makes it personal. It's just unique to you. So it's not, we're not gonna get into your personal business at any way, shape or form. It's just, it's unique to you. And some I found, can some guests get the, the answer? They have it on the tip of their tongue almost before I get the question out. Others can take a while to ponder and think through. That also is completely unique to you. And however long it takes is perfectly fine because it's your answer. So there is zero pressure with this as he drinks water and says, oh my God, what's coming up? Right? He's getting ready. He's getting ready. So are you ready for the big question? Can cook. I'm ready. I'm ready. ready. All right. Here we go. Can cook. How do you define success? You know, I think that there are different kinds of success. I think there's success in business. Uh, I think that there is success in life. Uh, I think that there is success in family. Uh, but but for me, ultimately, success uh, comes down to whether or not, uh, wow, I, I'm, I guess I'm just going to say it, whether or not you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and um, whether or not you are confident uh, in, in what not just happens in this life, but what happens in the next life. And, and for me, uh, I'll, I'll give out every, every last dollar. Uh, I'll give out any, any of the material things uh, for, for that surpassing knowledge. So that, for me, that's success, man. You know it. You know it. <laughs> that is amazing. Brother, thank you for being open and just saying it because too often people are afraid. I am a, I'm a believer myself, a Christian. And so look, it's okay. There's nothing wrong. And thank you for um, being proud about it and owning it and saying it. Uh, not enough people do it these days. And I appreciate you for, for doing that and coming straight out with it. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I think about this a lot and I don't want to go too far down this, but you know, I just, I'm almost saddened by those who don't believe because what do they have to look forward to? Uh, if they don't believe and they think when their life's over, it's over. That's the end of everything. Like, wow, how bleak. But what if you knew you there was an afterlife? What if you knew that there was a way that you could be entered into the kingdom where you're loved and everything's there's no more pain and, and all the things, the beautiful paradise that goes with it? What if it were true? I mean, for those of you watching, listening, that aren't sure is like, well, there's two ways you can go. You can either roll a dice that there is nobody, no no power, no nothing, and just say, well, I'm just going to let it go to chance, and when I'm dead, well, that's the end of it. Or you can, I don't know, roll the dice and say, well, maybe there could be something to this. I don't know for sure, but at least I can look into it. And if, if it truly does come to fruition, you get to spend eternity in paradise. Which would be the best road to take? I, I don't get that one for some people, but... Okay, I'm gonna get off my uh, my uh, podium here. Stop preaching, but I appreciate you and I, I love you, brother. Now I, you know that that just shows it's no surprise whatsoever that the integrity and character where that's all coming from. And so, 
much, much love to you, my brother, and I appreciate you. Uh, and David, you guys are doing a phenomenal thing, changing lives. And I just wish there were more on this planet like you guys. And I will say that right now. Absolutely. So appreciate you. This has been an amazing show. What a great, what a great finish. That was, I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it. Oh, it just feels good because we know you and I and many out there know who's in charge right now. So that is it. Um, we're going to close this show out on behalf of the amazing Ken Cook of the Prepared Group. I am your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show. We will be back again very, very soon with another show. And I can't wait to see you all there. But until then, have a great, great evening. So long and be blessed, everyone. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.